Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everybody. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for all that you teach us on every Bible study session, every Friday night, through all the encounters, for all your presence, Father, through those reflections that you reveal yourself to us. The powerful reflections that Brother Savio shares as well. And your mighty presence through the divine mercy prayers and the rosary. Where you pour out your presence, your anointing, your peace, your joy, your love, and your mercy upon each of us. We thank you, Lord, that you go with us everywhere. You said that you will never leave us. You will always be with us even unto the end of time. That's your words in Matthew 28, verse 20. We thank you, Lord, that you call us again this morning to be with you, to be in your presence, to draw and drink from you again, to receive from you in the Spirit. And it is that strengthening that helps us go through this day, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you pour your revelation into us. We thank you that you are ever willing to forgive our sins, to enlighten us so that the mistakes that we make, you give us an awareness and a path of escaping them that we might never go back to them through that revelation, through that understanding and the wisdom. You respect our will, Lord, but you always strengthen us and are ever willing to work with us through all those times when we have still failed, through all our vulnerabilities, you still stand by even in the times when we wear all our crowns on our head, especially our pride and our ego. And when we realize the mistakes that we have made, you are quick to forgive and forget, cast those sins behind your back, blot them out and remember them no more. We thank you, Lord for that unchangeable love for us. And that is what we reflect on this morning. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. We come to your presence, Lord, and we acknowledge your presence here in this prayer. We acknowledge your presence at the start of this day. And we ask you to direct our thoughts, our words, our path and our prayer there as well. We trust, Lord, only in your word and not on our own limited understanding. We thank you, Jesus. And we share that same peace and joy that you give us with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group, those that have no one to pray for them. We share it also, Lord, with all those that are Christians and do not yet personally know you do not know you as a person and all those that do not want to know you and have turned away from you. And we thank you that you reveal your word to us so that we get to know you more and more each day. And in knowing you more, we are able to love you more and loving you more out of that love we serve our Father and our King. Not out of compulsion, not out of fear. We thank you, Father. We ask for a quickening in the spirit of all those that we pray for and we raise up at this altar today, Lord. 
So, Father, in that confidence, we call on your name. The God of peace who shall bruise Satan under our feet, the great I am. Who is the God of hope, the God of patience as well. The one who is a consuming fire, who sanctifies and purifies. You are the father of lights. The one who destroyed our enemy, tall as the cedars, standing before us. Every Goliath in our life, yet you destroyed their fruit from the above and the root from beneath. This is what your word in 2 Amos verse 9 says. And we hold on to that word, Father. In all our battles, in all our challenges. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus, the one who is the Lion of Judah, who leads us on the day of battle. The Lord, our redemption, our salvation, our rock, of ages are refuge on which our Christian experience and our faith is built. It is he who taught us that faith. It is he who is the author and finisher of our destiny. It is he who is the Prince of Peace and our wonderful counselor. It is he who is our daily bread that you reveal to us through your word. Food for our spirit. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of the creator, spirit of the living God, the spirit of victory, the spirit of light and life and the spirit of that truth revealed to us in the word. It is he who makes it known to us. It is he who reveals those deep and secret things of the Father, the one who changes the times and the seasons, the one who is able to hover over all our void, shapeless, formless parts of and the dark parts of our life and give it life and shape, create it anew, just like the earth. The one who is able to quicken us so that we are, we are charged to receive, to listen and to receive in the spirit. It is he who heals our backsliding. And it is he who Jesus has now given to us. He has made his tabernacle within our bodies. That we might become temples of the living God. And in those temples we ourselves serve as priests. So that when we offer our prayer, that sacrifice with an upright spirit and with all fervents, then as James 5 verse 16 says, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous one that comes before God in all humilities, humble and surrenders, submits to God and resists the enemy, that effectual prayer shall bring much result. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with that gift of your spirit, your word, with the gift of angels and destiny help us. You have blessed us with everything that we need in our personal circumstances, in our physical circumstances, with all your provisions in accordance with your riches, not in accordance with what we deserve for all the deeds that we have done. You are also ever willing to pour out your wisdom and understanding where you said, let him who lacks us, we thank you, Father. And we thank you, Lord, that you have also blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. You empower us through your blessings to step into that abundance that you came to give us. We thank you, Father. And as we make our prayer and reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make. And every person that is part of this prayer meeting, their families, all those that we are praying for, and every member that is part, every member of every family that is part of this prayer group. 
We cover them all by the precious blood of Jesus. We draw that bloodline around each of these and declare it as our spiritual barricade, our hedge in the spirit, that every force of wickedness that comes against it be judged by the fire of heaven in the name of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with God's holy, pure and perfect will for each of these lives. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism and any kind of natural disasters. I declare that divine exemption and I command that angelic protection for each of these in the name of Jesus. We also herald the power in your spoken word, Lord, in our spoken word, Lord. As we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, it says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it, without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is our word that goes out of our mouths this day. And we declare that it will not return to us empty but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it when we send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for that power of life in our tongue. We choose life, not death. We choose positive words and words from your word, your book of law, not any other negative words. Thank you, Father. Last night as I was praying, asking God what new he would teach me so I could share my learnings in the morning. And he said, reflect on love. And it was kind of strange there because Brother Vivek spoke of the same things, agape love, during his worship session last night. Now that's our topic this morning. What is that God kind of love? And as I was asking, Lord, where do I start? What should I look for? And he drove me to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And then 1 John 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the entire chapter is dedicated to love. Likewise for 1 John 4 as well. So I'm just going to read 1 John 13 because the language taken from the NIV is very simple to understand. It says, If I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only and resounding, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all possess all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, and it is not proud. Verse 5. It does not honor, sorry, it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. And it keeps no record of wrongs. 
Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now, we see only a reflection in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Now there are four kinds of love that we would normally see in our physical life. The first one is eros or erotic or passionate kind of love, sexual love. The... Second one is philia, that is love of siblings or close friends. The third one is storge, that is the love of parents for children. Now the second and the third type for siblings and parents is the affection kind of love. And then the fourth one is agape love, which is more of love of God for man, the love of man for God and the love of mankind in general, to love everyone. That's the kind of love that God seeks to bring into our lives as well. He says everyone loves their own. But when you reach a point where you are able to look beyond. Going back to those verses there, he says, having the gift is good, but if you only have those gifts and you are not using them out of love, then there's no point then we are merely fulfilling a function. It's just a mechanical process. There's no point in giving all to the poor when we're just giving and accepting hardship, but there is no, there is no change in our hearts. Then even giving to the poor does not help. You see, that's directly connected with the topic we've been reflecting on in the last three Fridays. We need to check our heart, our intention when we are giving. Is it out of greed for gain or is it out of love for our Father? Where we are saying, yes, Lord, I understand you are schooling me and I am grateful and thankful that you have given me so I am giving back because that is how you are and I want to be like you. Then that is where he describes it in verse 4 onwards. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy or boast and is not proud. And it does not dishonor. That's one of our bigger challenges this day. We are ever willing to give a mouthful back to someone. As soon as we hear something, we refuse to accept the slightest things, even if we misunderstood them. Yet here he's saying it keeps no record. 
Many a times we've got a big logbook of things. Wait for that next time when they say something. I have all these stored in my memory. I will give it back to them. Revengeful thinking. If that sounds like something you have in your heart, it is time to repent. I know I used to have that as well. And I'm working on it. It is generally when you're headstrong and you think too much on things. But all God is saying is, let it go. Just love. Bless those who curse you. Love those who hate you. That is what Jesus did. And if we are walking in his path, then we need to reject all of these other behaviors that are not like his. Verse 7 says, love always protects, trusts, it always hopes and always perseveres. We don't give up. You hold on even when things around you and people around you are failing. We stand on in patience and we stand in that gap for them as well. That love that never fails. That holds on that no matter what the rest of the world thinks about them. When you know something about that person, you stand up for them. When you know what is right, you stand up for that injustice and stand up against it. The God kind of love differs from all the other kinds of love that we have seen here. And the difference there is that it embraces a deep and a profound sacrificial kind of love that transcends and persists regardless of all those circumstances. Erotic love, filial love, family kind or affection kind of love is specific to circumstances and the connections that you have. And as soon as we reach beyond that circle of our connection, then how do we treat a stranger is what God is challenging us to think today. Do we look upon them as none of my business? Do we look upon them as, well, why should I bother? I'm too busy. And that's one of the primary reasons why he gave us the parable of the Good Samaritan. His kind of love that is unchangeable. Hebrews 13 verse 8 says, God is the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. And it also says, God is no respecter of men, meaning he loves everyone the same. There is no less or more. There are no favorites and there are none that he hates. The only ones are those that are not his chosen and that are have turned against him, turned away from him. But yet his heart is filled with mercy if they are willing to turn towards him. One John four verses seven and eight says, "Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. He himself is love, and because God lives in us and we take on His nature and likeness, we love like Him." And we love because he first loved us. So whoever lives in love lives in God and God lives in them. 
That's 1 John 4 verse 16. So what is the nature of this love then? 1 John 4 verse 18 says, the first kind or the first characteristic, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out all fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We do not go to God out of fear of judgment. But we go to him as we would go to our father. Someone that is really so dear to us. And when you have that kind of love, then it makes you fearless. And that comes from knowing him more. You can't love a God that you don't know. That is why the word of God becomes important. Because that is where he reveals his nature, his character to us. And then when you understand that he made us in his own likeness and image, and if he is love, then that is what our nature, our character should be. The second one, it is the love of God and love of our neighbor. Remember Jesus' two commandments. He said only two remain in the end and they are the most important. 1 John 4 verse 20 says, Whoever claims to love God and yet hates a brother or a sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. So Jesus said that is a reflection of what your heart is. And you love your neighbor first. But in priority, God always comes first. But what he's saying is, you should start with loving your neighbor there. That was part of his two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So here he's just reiterating in this 1 John 4 verse 20, he's reiterating the same. The third characteristic of it is that, that love is the love of a giver. John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that he gave. He gave. And he's still giving us. He gave his son then. He's still giving us his mercy renewed for us every morning. And through Jesus, grace made available upon our lives. Still giving. There is no shame to ask there. He says, I love you, so I will give. But what he wants us also to do, and we've seen that in our recent series that we've reflected on in the last three Friday Bible study sessions, he wants you to have that nature of a giver. And you can't be that giver and in sowing seed in other people's lives when you do not have this God kind of love. Because then we think in the flesh. When we don't have that love from the spirit, we think in the flesh. And the flesh is always filled with pride, ego, and selfishness. I, me, myself. The nature of Satan. That is what we are pulling down and out of our lives and taking on the nature and the likeness of God. The fourth point. That love is unconditional for his chosen people. Not all people. And his love is unchangeable. That is his nature. There is nothing that you, his chosen one, can do that will change his love for you. He could be angry. 
when we break his systems and be heartbroken as well because that system cannot be broken. So the negative outcomes and curses will also come with the mistakes that we make. So he feels that pain, but he wants us to turn around from it. That is why that love, that is why his destiny help us, that is why his angels that will come to point you in the right direction and say, look at what you are doing. That is why his spirit quickens you when you read the word and says, reflect on this. Is this your kind of life right now that we are talking about? God kind of love is agape. It is selfless. The love of a giver. And let us look at how he loves. Now he loves as a father, as a maker or creator. The creator loves his creation. He loves as a king who protects. So as a protector, he loves as a groom or a husband who looks after, loves and cares for and protects his bride. And the Bible talks so much of it about Jesus being that groom and caring for his bride, the church, his people, the shepherd. That's his kind of love. All of it in its different forms. Jealous love, yes, but not wicked in that jealousy. Jealous love that cares for and protects so that anyone that stands or looks against it, then you have that shepherd that stands in the gap there to fight. You have that father that is willing to protect and pick up and carry again. You have that king that defends. A giver who only knows to love without expectation of any return. And that is why Galatians 2 verse 20 becomes important where he talks about us crucifying all the ways of the flesh on the cross and taking on that nature of Jesus by saying, it is no longer I, but my Christ who now lives and walks in me and through me, so that everything in my behavior, my nature, is in his likeness and in his image. And that is what our journey with the word of God is. Taking on that image, receiving and accepting that light, rejecting and cutting out darkness bit by bit from our life. And he works with us patiently through his spirit to make that happen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray you teach us that kind of love, Lord. As we press on in your word and we work on our relationship with you. In our secret place of prayer, as we come to hear from you and to hear again by your word. Let that faith that builds up in us strengthen our understanding that when we speak, we speak your word. When we walk, we walk in the obedience with your word, your will for our lives. That we might achieve that realm of Galatians 2 verse 20. Where we take on Jesus' image and his nature. Where we love like he loves because he loved us first. And he gave of his everything to show that love for us. We ask for that edification, Lord, in our spirit this day. And as we pray for that spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray, Lord, for all those that are battling sickness and disease that are 
hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures. All families that are embattled facing any kind of division or separation this day, let your love be filled in each of these, Lord. That there is restoration. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially the ones that are cut off, that are depressed, that are in any kind of pain and suffering alone. Let your love cover them, Lord. Clothe them with that love. Let your angels, your destiny help us touch their lives today. Especially the ones that are suicidal. Send forth your ministering angels, Father. That these, your chosen ones, the ones that you love, listen to your word and not the word of the enemy, pushing them over that edge. To give up all that you gave them in this beautiful life. We pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families. Especially those that are not yet saved. All those that are dear and near to us. Our friends that, do not yet, that did not yet receive their salvation. Quicken them, O Lord, that they might call on your name and they shall be delivered. This is what your word says. But unless you draw them to you, they cannot come. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And when we release our faith and our prayer, making this our prayer of agreement with each other and one with the Holy Spirit in our prayer, then that prayer will always come back as an answered prayer. We believe, Lord, we receive now as we release that faith in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. And those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us make a prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shara <laughs> 
Mă părăstește la rasa de iar înceata pratică de rest în derejele de 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 Și 
Sarakia <laughs> The words that were put on my heart this morning were, my grace and my love is sufficient for you. Abide in my love. The scripture that's been put on my heart today is from Romans 5, 3 to 5. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have scripture that has been shared in the chat. And this is from 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 8, which is a reconfirmation of what we have reflected on during our session. This is quoted from the NIV here where it is written, Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs and love does not delight in evil but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. There, where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. Amen, Lord. Help us have that kind of love. 
The second scripture quoted is from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26 and 27, quoted from the NIV, which is now talking about a warning sign, the opposite of that. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, Brother Savio's reflections, the Friday Bible study sessions, and our daily Divine Mercy and Rosary prayer sessions as well, please share them with others. Give that as a gift. There are many others out there that are probably looking for someone to pray with. They could join that rosary group. They could join this prayer group. We have links that we share on our on all our messages that go out on our YouTube page, on our Facebook page, which has links to the Telegram group. Give that as a gift there. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out with that same God kind of love and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day and a great weekend ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank you.